Professor Simon Deacon, thank you very much indeed for talking to the Cambridge Judge Business School podcast series today. We're looking at the new coalition governments, the Con Lib Dem governments' plans for employment law in the future. They are trying to, if you like, slim down the employment law to make it easier for firms, particularly small firms, to hire and take on staff. What's going on? So the uh, Department for Business Innovation and Skills has announced a a consultation over changes to employment law. Basically, they want to do two things. They want to simplify and streamline employment tribunal procedures um, so that employers face fewer costs um, at a tribunal. Um, In addition, they're talking about lengthening the qualifying period for unfair dismissal rights from one year to two years. So fewer workers would qualify for unfair dismissal protection. Is that going to, if you like, affect the number of staff that a small business can take on? Is it going to make a big difference to employers, or is it nudging away at the margins? So in principle, if you, if you cut the indirect costs of employing somebody, which this would do by reducing employment rights, you might raise demand for labour, and you might make it a bit easier for small firms to take workers on. However, these changes are really quite marginal. It could be that there are some workers who are employed in uh, a casual capacity or who may be employed for between one and two years that firms may now take on, when otherwise they wouldn't have done so. But actually these changes do not affect most employment rights. They don't affect the minimum wage, working time or equality rights. But there are other changes afoot. We've had the scrapping of Labour's job tax, the national insurance holiday for businesses outside the southeast, the cutting of corporation tax. There's a lot that's going on in terms of business employment and the word and the jargon is competitiveness. Mm. So I think there are two views on this. So one, one view is that um, if the burden on business is lifted by regulatory changes of this sort, then our, our firms will become more competitive, especially with regard to their, their, their European competitors where labour law is generally stronger. The other, the other argument would say, actually, these laws don't make that much difference. Um, most firms are happy to comply with employment law. Small firms are generally compliant with these legal rights. And chipping away at the edges like this won't make a vast amount of difference to competitiveness. They might, they might even make things worse, because what we really need is uh, are knowledge-intensive, high-skill, um, high-wage, higher-wage firms, including SMEs. And in relation to that debate, these, these changes are either an irrelevance or they'll make things worse. So this erosion of workers' rights, it's not going to make a big difference, in your view, to the number of staff that an employer, big or small, will take on. And am I right to call it an erosion of workers' rights? Well, what's been proposed is really quite insignificant um, because, as I say, most of the employment rights um, that matter to both employers and workers are not affected by this, by this consultation. Um, I don't think this will lead to a, a large increase in demand for, for labour. and It would affect some workers negatively. They, they will be excluded from rights they, they, they currently have. But we shouldn't see this as an enormous change. This is really tinkering at the edges of employment law. There are also new employment rights coming on stream from the last Labour government. We had the equality rights, and, and you know, much supported by MPs across parties, shared parental leave, the right to request training, flexible working. Are these going to be affected by this cutback in red tape for employers? No, I don't think so. I, I, I think that... Um, Although at the edges there may be some improvements in tribunal procedure which would benefit everybody, benefit both claimants and employers, um, what's 
being proposed in terms of substance won't affect um, rights in the area of equality, nor will they affect family-friendly rights and rights to request flexible working and that sort of thing. So I think the progress made in the last 10 years in, in terms of protection for family-friendly um, rights, that won't be reversed by, by these changes. And I think, in fact, there's a, there's a broad political consensus in favour of those rights. The former employment minister, John Hutton, said employment rights won't amount to a great deal if you can't get a job in the first place. Are you able to answer the question of whether or not giving workers rights means less jobs are created? Is there any evidence to support that thesis? So I think this is, this is a, um, a difficult question because on the one hand, if, if we protect employment using law to do so, we're making it more difficult for, for employers to sack people, um, both to sack them for lack of uh, indiscipline in or things like that, or we're making, more, make, we're making it more difficult for, for, for employers to make workers redundant. Now, the effect of that would be to make it more difficult then for employers to take them on in the first place, right? Okay, so um, adding this layer of regulation lowers labour demand in theory on the other hand, if we regulate the termination of employment, we make it more difficult for employers to sack workers, to make them redundant as well during a recession, so that reduces unemployment. So these effects pretty much cancel each other out at a macroeconomic level. But we hear much about the rise of the BRICS, India, China, Brazil, low labour costs there. The economists would scratch their heads and say, if the British economy is to remain competitive in what is the world's third industrial revolution, then labour costs are all. Well, I, I think there are two sides to this argument. Um, the other point of view would say that what we really need is to have um, a high-skill, knowledge-intensive economy. And that doesn't come from eroding away employment rights and um, in, encouraging employers to employ people on a casual or insecure basis. It only comes if there's some sort of social contract underpinning the relationship between uh, labour and management. In particular, uh, a trade-off between giving workers security on the one hand and eliciting their loyalty and cooperation on the other is, is actually part of what many employers do. Now, the law can't make... Um, employers follow a strategy like that, but it can nudge them in that direction. And I think in many cases that's what employment rights do. They're nudging employers towards a situation in which we could be moving more towards a, a knowledge-intensive, high-wage, high-training, high-skill economy. That's what everybody wants. Um, the law has a role to play in, in ensuring that we go in that direction as opposed to going the direction of a, a low-wage, low-training, low-competitiveness economy. And that's right, because nobody now complains about the minimum wage in Britain. But if we look at the UK and how its laws relate to the European Union, in this drive to make small business in the UK the engine of recovery, can we simply tear up some rights? Will the EU let us do it? Or are we led in employment law by the EU? Well, we can't tear up rights um, on some things. We, we can't tear up rights on working time, rights on equality, rights on family-friendly policy. Um, all these things um, are important, and actually they also account for the large increase in the number of tribunal claims that there have been over the past 10, 10 years or so. So we're limited in what we can do, but we shouldn't want to tear up those rights because these are an important part of not just maintaining social cohesion, but actually also en encouraging um, the growth of a knowledge economy. If we now look at the UK, its competitiveness, not just with the EU and the BRIC economies, but take, for instance, something like the United States of America, our research grants, 
brain drain. That was something we talked about a lot in the UK in the 1980s. Are we likely to see research grants drying up here, a brain drain, some lack of competition in that knowledge economy you spoke of? Well, I think there's no doubt that public support for research is important. Um, and I think that there's a, there's a general political acceptance of this, and we, sh- we should be doing as much as we can to maintain a very strong research base. And that means training researchers, and, and the universities have a critical role in this to a very high level. Again, if, if we're saying both to the universities and to the private sector that it's okay to employ people on a casual short-term basis, um, which goes on a lot inside universities and also increasingly in the private sector, this could be very negative indeed in the longer run for the way in which we deal with these issues. And then just finally, Professor Simon Deakin, if we're looking at the impact of these changes in employment legislation from the new coalition uh, Conservative Lib Dem government on our competitiveness abroad, that small business, large business corporations, is it going to affect our competitiveness? Is it going to allow us to reduce costs to become more competitive? Or will it just demoralise the workforce? Well, I think there's a growing degree of evidence that that says that employment rights are important for innovation and for a knowledge economy. The changes so far proposed by the government won't make much difference because they're fairly minor. But if we were to go further and seriously start cutting back on those employment rights where we're able to within the framework of European law, then my judgment is that would be highly negative for competitiveness for the reasons we've been discussing. So we're listening to political rhetoric rather than something that's going to make a a big difference uh, to Britain's drive for competitiveness, the drive to make small business take on more employees. If you like, it's flimplam. Well, I I, I think that that this is not really seriously engaging with the issues. If if we're to seriously engage with the issues about our competitiveness, we have to see the role of employment law in a a very different light. Employment law has a role to play, as I have said, in nudging both employers and workers towards a high-training, high-knowledge-intensive economy. That's how we should be seeing it, not as a burden on business. So there's no evidence the government's doing that yet? Well, there's very little evidence that the government is seeing it this way. Um, I think that that some some reappraisal is needed. Um, The the proposals which have come come forward may be useful and welcome insofar as they lead to a more efficient tribunal system, but insofar as they chip away at the core of employment rights, they, they would be potentially very negative. Professor Simon Deacon, thank you very much indeed for talking to the Cambridge Judge Business School podcast series today on employment laws and the UK's competitiveness. I've learned a lot. Thank you very much, Bonnie. Thank you.